Hi, good morning, church. Uh, thank you for tuning in to our online experience, whether you're in KL, in Malaysia, Sabah or Sarawak or any part of the world. I, I pray that this word that I prepared for you today will truly, truly bless your heart. I, I, just, I just want you to know it is not easy uh, to record uh, a sermon because there are so many uh, other factors around, you know, your neighbor may be knocking at your door, it starts raining and, and thunder and everything. But, but you know what? I, I'm going to give my best shot as we come together to hear the message that I've prepared for you today. Just in case you have lost count, today is day 40. Yep, day four zero of our MCO. Uh, yep, we've been cooped up at home for a very long time. Uh, we're trying our very best to up our game and be more comfortable with how we're doing all this. And I really, really pray that today it is not just for you to tune in to watch a program, but I pray that the Word of God and the power and the presence of God will truly speak and touch your life, transmitting from where I am right now to where you are. Is it okay? So, so let us get ready for the Word of God. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you for Jesus. Thank you, God, for making everything available for us to be able to bring this message to all our families, our friends, whether it is Malaysia or any part of the world. Father God, speak to us. Father God, touch our lives. We want our lives to truly experience the reality of God in the comfort of our living room, our bedroom, or wherever it may be. Thank you, God. In Jesus' most precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. I, I want to share with you a, a message this morning entitled, The Unlikely. You know, you know what a time in history that we are living in right now this is such an unlikely event. Uh, never had I imagined that we will ever come to a place like this in my lifetime. And everyone is talking about the new norm. Uh, I am not sure what is your definition of the new norm. To some people, it almost feels like this new norm is going to be the norm for a while. And up till MCO is lifted, I'm going back to my old life. Uh, I want you to know, I may not know exactly what the new norm may look like, but I really want to encourage you to prepare all of us because there are so many barriers that have been broken in this season. And, and even after MCO is lifted, I want us to be more positive and more engaging rather than imagining that the new norm is going to be miserable. The key, it's found in our ability to be adaptive and to be flexible. So, so plan further ahead, but you, you, you are flexible enough to make changes along the way. But the title of my message this morning is The Unlikely. I want to share with you stories from the scriptures regarding some of the unlikely candidates and its unlikely outcome. I have picked two passages from the Bible, one from the Old Testament and one from the New Testament. And as I was preparing uh, the message, I, I realized, you know what? Uh, these two passages that I've chosen may have unlikely candidates, but I realized after that, everyone in the Bible was actually unlikely candidates, including you and me today. So, so we, we are not likely to be doing what we're doing, but God still uses us. But let's go to 2 Kings chapter 7. 2 Kings chapter 7, um, verse 
1 all the way to verse 20. But before that, let me just give you a bit of a background. The, the city of Samaria was in a lockdown, all right, because they were being seized by the Arameans. They, they were uh, surrounding them. But, but their lockdown is one step worse than us. It was not just a lockdown where they couldn't go out, but they were famine as well. They had been surrounded for a long time and food was getting really, really scarce. So then in chapter 7, verse 1, that's the background. Prophet Elisha delivered a very unlikely prophecy. Verse 1, Elisha replied, Hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Lord says. About this time tomorrow, a seer of the finest flower will sell for a shekel and two sayers of barley for a shekel at the gate of Samaria. The officer on whose arm the king was leaning said to the man of God, Look, even if the Lord should open the floodgates of the heavens, could this happen? Then Elisha answered, of course, you will see it with your own eyes, but you will not eat any of it. So the opening scene was Elisha speaking to the king and also to the officer. When you look at verse 3, it almost feels like the camera suddenly panned to yet another unlikely scene. In verse 3, now there were four men with leprosy at the entrance of the city gate. They say to each other, why stay here until we die? If we say we'll go into the city, the famine is there and we will die. And if we stay here, we will die. So let's go over to the camp of the Arameans and surrender. If they spare us, we live. If they kill us, then we die. In the next scene, entering four unlikely characters and the four of them were the lepers. And I want you to know it was a, it was a dead end to them from the conversation that I read to you earlier from the passage of Scripture. For the four of them, they have been experiencing MCOs, if you like, ever since they contracted leprosy. They, they couldn't work. They couldn't be in a community. So their only source of food was through the generosity and the kindness of the people who met them outside the city gate. And now they are stuck. Why? Because uh, it's not just that they cannot find food. The city itself was experiencing lockdown, so they have no access to food. Then one unlikely character, one of the lepers said, why stay here until we die? He must come to a realization in, in him and thought, hey, you know what? Why stay here? We are already outside the city gate. You know, we are trapped in between. Why stay here until we die? Staying here is not going to help. Maintaining status quo is not the solution for them. But how about us today? What is the mindset? What is your emotional posture even right now? Is it in your plan that I'm going to stay put until MCO is lifted? I'm not going to change anything. Or are you going to be someone that's going to wait it out and then hoping at the back of your mind that everything will be back to normal and then life will just carry on proceeding from where it left off? You know, I want to share with you this morning that staying passive is definitely not an option this period of time. We do not have the luxury of doing nothing. I, I want to thank God for 
our team, our leadership team, and uh, some of our core staff, you know, they, they have been so positively engaging, trying to, the best we know how, with estimates, with uh, an ability to, to kind of like gauge what's going to happen and continuing to make changes to move the church forward, to make sure all of us will not just hear the message, hear the Word of God, but also able to connect with one another. So the, the first leper said, why stay here until we die? Staying here, my friends, it's not going to help. Maintaining status quo is definitely not the solution at this point of time. And then they move on to the next part of their conversation. They say, if we go into the city and the famine is there, we will die. Going back to the city is like moving backward. And moving backward, church, is not an option either. We cannot afford to wait it out and then hoping that things will be back to normal and then life carries on from where it left off. Neither can we afford to move backward. Neither could we afford to imagine, you know what? I am just going back to where it was when this MCO is over. I am just going to, you know what? Let's carry on this two, three months. I don't know how long it will be. will just be a blip. And when that is over, I want to get back to my normal life. The new norm to a lot of people is just momentary. So what should we do? What, what did the four lepers decide to do? The only way forward is forward. This morning, I want to share with us that the only way forward is forward. So they say, <coughs> since if we stay here, we die. We go back to the city, we will die because the city itself is in a lockdown and in famine. They say, so let's go over to the camp of the Arameans and surrender. If they spare us, we leave. If they kill us, then we die. What do we have to lose? So, so they were like, three options. Stay, die, go backward, they will die. Go forward, they will die if they kill them. But if they spare them, they have a glimpse and a hope, an opportunity, their life might be spared and they would live. I think this morning, you and I, together with the four lepers, have come to a place in our lives whereby moving forward presents us with the option that we have nothing to lose but everything to gain. That moving forward presents us with an option that if we move forward differently, something will change and we may do better. Think about it for a moment. If the world does return to its former state, I don't know. But what do we have to lose? If it goes back to the same, we are capable of dealing and living in that world anyway. Am I right? <coughs> but if the world moves on differently, we are still in it for a fight if we move forward. I want to take this opportunity. We are already 40 days into MCO to encourage you to think differently, to be alert, to be sensitive, to find solutions, to be flexible, to, to think out of the box. You know, you know, I am speaking, I'm recording this and speaking this message entitled The Unlikely. Uh, in Chinese, it's 意想不到. 
And interestingly, after I record this, I will record the message for our Chinese church, <coughs> Chinese service. You, you know, I've never done that before. But you know what? What do I have to lose? They are not expecting their pastor to be perfect, to be so eloquent. I just want to be there for them, to share with them what is deeply in my heart. So I want us in this period of time to be prepared for any opportunities that present itself and then seize it. Move forward. Yes, you may not know what the future may hold, but moving forward is a step that we ought to take. The four lepers, they, they do not know what will happen if they move forward either. But that's the best chance for survival. That's the best chance that they would leave. But I want to tell you this story from the Bible because <laughs> I want you to see what happened when the lepers moved forward. At dusk, they got up and they went to the camp of the Arameans. When they reached the edge of the camp, no one was there. For the Lord had, had caused the Arameans to hear the sound of chariots and horses and a great army so that they said to one another, Look, the king of Israel has hired the Hittite and Egyptian kings to attack us. So they got up and fled in the dusk and abandoned their tents and their horses and their donkeys. They left their camp as it was and ran for their lives. The men who had leprosy reached the edge of the camp, entered one of the tents and ate and drank. Then they took silver, gold and clothes and went off and hid them. They returned and entered another tent and took some things from it and hid them also. When they decided to move ahead, the Lord moved ahead of them. I want you to know this God that is in the Old Testament, this God that is a God in the New Testament, is also the same God because it's a God that is the same yesterday, today and forever. Therefore, I want to assure you and I want to encourage you that the Lord will move <coughs> for us, ahead of us today as well. In today's word, moving ahead means God will give us greater wisdom. Moving ahead means God will give us greater courage. Moving ahead means God will give us greater sensitivity. God will give us that edge, but it needs you to move forward so that God can move ahead of you. And when you do that, when you move forward with God, you experience a greater level of breakthrough, like how the four lepers experience, and blessings, and of all the good things that they have encountered and they have received after they went to the camp of the Arameans. So they were very happy. They ate and drank, took and hide some gold and silver. They went back, went back again, ate and drank again. And then in verse 9, then they say to each other, what we're doing is not right. This is a day of good news and we are keeping it to ourselves. If we wait until daylight, punishment will overtake us. Let us go at once and report this to the royal palace. So they went and called out to the city gatekeepers and told them, we went into the Aramean camp and no one was there, not a sound of anyone, only tethered horses and donkeys and the tents left just as they were. The gatekeepers shouted the news and it was reported within the palace. While they were enjoying the loot, 
while they were celebrating, eating and partying and hiding the gold, the silver and all the good things and stuff, suddenly their moral compass was awakened. Their moral compass was awakened because, you know why? Because they first experienced the good news. They have, they've gone into the camp. They, it was totally out of their imagination. They, wow, that's good news. Nobody's there. And because they've enjoyed the good news, they've experienced the good news, their moral compass was awakened. They thought, if we continue to do this by daylight, if we don't tell our people what we have discovered, perhaps punishment will come upon us. D.T. Niles, a Sri Lankan Christian leader, said this, Evangelism is one beggar telling another beggar where he found bread. You know what? The good news is what we have experienced in the first place and now we want to tell others about it. God has done so many great things in our lives. God has protected us, kept us safe, gave us wisdom, gave us courage. And you know what? It is really time that we do not just keep this to ourselves. This message is not just for Malaysians in Malaysia. This message is for everyone that is tuning to us today, whether you're in America, in Australia, in Europe, wherever it may be, even in Africa. God has done His part. When the lepers took the first step forward, God has done His part by chasing away the Arameans. And now the lepers have to do their part by being His messengers. Now, if God has done a great work in your life, God has protected you, God has kept you safe, God has given you new wisdom, then now you and I, we have to do our part by being His messengers and telling people, telling others the good news of God the good news of what God has done for us. You know what, friends? The four unlikely characters created an unlikely outcome together with God. I mean, the famine was bad. It was dire. It was hopeless. It, it wasn't generals that saved the people. It wasn't the king that saved the people. The four unlikely characters, they were not even a part of the community. They were the outcasts. They were the lepers. But these unlikely characters, together with God, created this unlikely outcome, saving not just themselves, but the entire nation. Perhaps some of us today, we think we are so unlikely. We are not the likely candidate in our company. I'm not, an, I'm not the likely person to be used by God. But you know what? It is just not about us or who we are. It is about us partnering with God that the breakthrough, that the unlikely outcome of this is not just for you and your family, but also for the benefit of the entire nation and nations beyond. The way forward, my friends, requires both God to work and our participation. God wants to involve us. God wants us to be a part of His plan. You know, there's no question that God will certainly work. All right, there's no question that God will continue to be God and do what God knows is best. But the real question this morning is, are we going to move on from a bystander to an active participant in the workings of the will of God? If you have been blessed, perhaps it is really time that we go out and be a blessing to others, send food, send video messages, send prayer, 
and keep in touch with people. Why? Our moral compass can be awakened because we are partakers of that good news in the very first place. We have to stop thinking that we are not likely to be used by God. You know, today we have to stop thinking that we are not qualified. Neither do we need to puff ourselves up and be so overconfident. Hey, you know what? I am man. I am the guy. I am able to do this. No. All we need to do is just to go where God is taking us and work alongside Him. You don't know who will watch this. We don't know who will read what you post in your Facebook, in your social media. But if, if it touches somebody, it means the whole world to them. And if we are serious about wanting to change and touch our world, perhaps that is a good place to start. In a Facebook, perhaps it's a good place to start. It is unlikely it is a good place to start. You know, our three global, led by Dr. Andrew Cobb, Dr. Bay, Dr. Debbie, and also Pastor Keith, at the beginning of this pandemic, they were just hoping to raise 5,000 ringgit to buy food and meals for all the frontliners. You know, today, as of this point, they have raised close to 90,000 ringgit. That's right, you can give them a big hand, all right, uh, clap and shout and scream. They've raised 90,000 ringgit, and through that, they've made thousands of face shields and PPE suits for all our frontliners. Raymond from our Compass Ministry has initiated to raise money for this cause as well. It was very unlikely for us to be doing this, but when you and I are willing to partner with God and take the step forward, you don't have to know everything. God, I am not sure what is ahead, but I am just going to step up, step to where you want me to be, what you want me to do, and let God work with you and do the rest. God holds the future. And so let's craft that future together with God. Is that okay? You know, you don't have to be thinking that I got to work all this thing out. All you and me got to do is to see where God is working and just follow Him. Have wisdom. Gather godly people to surround your life. If we stay, we die. If we go backward, we will certainly die. Why not take a step forward? Think out of the box. Whatever that your company is doing, maybe no one has thought about that. Why don't you propose something, try something, do something with this moment with this point of history in our lives, who knows? You may, be, you may be that unlikely candidate that will bring about an unlikely outcome in the future of your career and your company. I want to take us quickly to the New Testament. In Luke chapter 17, verse 11 to verse 19, it's a story of the 10 lepers who met Jesus and they were being healed. Again, lepers know what it means to have physical distance, physical distancing or social distancing. They saw Jesus from a distance and they call out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. They, they must have known Jesus. Otherwise, they wouldn't call Him Master. And then Jesus said, go show yourselves to the priests. And this is very important. And as they went, they were cleansed. 
So to show yourself to the priest is to confirm that you've been healed. They never questioned, they never asked. As they went, that means as they move forward, as they take the next step, and the next step, and the next step, they were getting cleaner and cleaner as they were being cleansed by God. Again, God requires our participation. We're going to sit at home and complain and sulk. Nothing's going to happen. Keep stepping out. Keep trying. This, if this is a new norm, if this is how we are going to do church, this is how we're going to do life, this is how we're going to do connect group, I don't, I don't need to revert back to the past. I want to build this forward and build it better. I want it to be even more connected than ever before. I know one thing for sure. I'm meeting more people right now in this period of time than I've ever done. Whether it's through Zoom, through IG Live, any other platform. Are you with me? So they went forward. The all 10 of them. As they went forward, they were being cleansed. This is yet another story of an unlikely candidate. But I'm not talking about the lepers this time. I'm talking about the one that came back and gave thanks to God, gave thanks to Jesus. He fell at Jesus' feet and thanked Him. And the Bible tells us He was a Samaritan. He was a Samaritan. He, he was from that city that was under lockdown and experienced the goodness of God. I, I, I don't know how many generations is He after that. But He was a Gentile. He was unlikely. Are you with me? The miracle for him was found in the stepping out. So, he was someone unlikely on two ends. Firstly, he was a leper. Secondly, he was a Gentile. Gentile means he, he's already an outcast among the children of Israel. And then he's an outcast among his own people because he was a leper. The unlikely one here is the Samaritan who came back and gave thanks to Jesus. You know what? Today, you and me, all of us, are cooped up at home in this unlikely event of a pandemic. The world has changed so drastically. Maybe you are still thinking at home, I am so unlikely to be used by God. I am that unlikely staff in my office. I think it is going to end up so badly. I'm going to be so miserable. Some of us may think, you know what? It is so unlikely I'll be touched by God. Last week, we have Pastor Eric Johnson. Maybe you think, you know what? It is so unlikely I will be healed. It is so unlikely God will heal me. But the lepers show us we need to take the first step. If you don't think that you can do well in your company, look at the four lepers. They saved a nation. What did they do? They moved forward. Think out of the box. Try something. You've got nothing to lose. And today, some of you, as you're watching us, whether you're in Malaysia or other countries, you'll probably be thinking that it is so unlikely today that I will encounter God. It is so unlikely that I come online. It is so unlikely that I bump into this live broadcast. It is so unlikely that I will ever know Jesus. It is so unlikely for God to love someone like me. But you know what? We have an unlikely God. We have a God that likes to use the unlikely people. 
unlikely candidate to produce unlikely outcome. I want you to know, even down in the dumps, in this tough moment, this God still loves you. Today, if you think that it is not likely for you to give your heart to Jesus, perhaps you need to rediscover this God once again. If today you're stuck at home, you think that it's very unlikely God will use you to be a blessing to your families, your friends, and your community, maybe we have to rethink who this God is. I want all of us to take a one small step forward because the deliverance, the breakthrough that can take place may not just be for you, may not just be your family, may not just be for our church, it can be for an entire community, an entire nation. We're going to do our leaders training in the coming month. You know what, with Zoom and all this availability, I don't want to just train our people. I want to open it up so that we, our church, can be a blessing to many others. Whoever, gone are the days, if we do not collaborate, we're totally going to be obsolete. Gone are the days, oh, this is my own church training, or that's my own church training, or that's my own church program. We have to see the world as our parish, the world as our harvest field. That regardless of what church background you may be, regardless of where you're from, regardless of what belief you may be holding on to before this, when we open up that leaders' training, we want everyone to be a part of it. We want everyone to be welcome because at the end of the day, it is the Word of God that will touch and change lives. So before I close, why don't we take this time to reflect? If you are still thinking that you are the unlikely candidate, if you are not as dire as the leper, you know what? God can really use you in your home, in your office, in your university, in your school. If you think that it's so unlikely for your friends to give their heart to Jesus, I want us to participate with God, partner with God, work with God. Today, if you think that it is so unlikely that you'll give your heart to Jesus. Yes, I'm talking about you. I know you find it weird, you find it strange that you're hearing this message today and that your heart can be so touched by God. That's God in your life. Let us all be the unlikely candidates to work with God so that God can produce an unlikely outcome in all of our lives. Let me pray for you. 